You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 40 with Deanna Schober. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to have my friend Deanna on the show today. I'm going to be honest with you that the last two episodes that I put out were extremely difficult for me to do. I know I said that in the episode a bunch of times, but I definitely had like a vulnerability hangover. I wanted to kind of like not even look at internet world (laughs) the day after I recorded that podcast, which the women in my mastermind have always told me like, if you do that, or if you feel that way, it's kind of a good sign because it means that you're putting out some good stuff. And that is how I felt. But shortly after, um, many of you reached out to me and told me your stories And I'm so appreciative of that. I love hearing from you guys. So never hesitate to reach out and tell me your story so that we can interact and connect with each other because we're never alone with what we're going through, whether it's like mental health or fitness or nutrition, whatever is happening, we're all in this together. I know that sounds kind of corny, but it's true. And to know that we have the support of others just is pretty much everything. So I just wanted to put that out there and Thank you for your support. Um, And now we're taking a break from solo episodes for a bit. I have a bunch of (laughs) have a bunch of amazing interviews coming up that are great, and I'm so excited to start off this next batch of interviews with my friend Deanna. So Deanna is a certified personal trainer and has a nutrition certificate from Precision Nutrition Level One, and she's the fitness professional and nutrition coach behind fit to be pregnant. The site began as a way to document her first fit and healthy pregnancy after three unhealthy ones, but has since become a valued source of information for other expecting moms who seek their own fit and healthy pregnancies and want to approach the postpartum recovery in a loving body positive way. Deanna is passionate about teaching women to empower themselves through self-care during what can be the most vulnerable time of their life pregnancy, and the first year of motherhood. She has four children and a busy career, writing, coaching, and creating programs for new moms. So I loved talking to Deanna, and I actually really love talking to moms in general, because as I talk about a lot, I am very intimidated of that journey, and 
if I want to have kids, I'm not sure how I will incorporate that into my life because I already feel very spread thin. And many of you even reach out to me and tell me like that it'll all be okay and you figure it out. And even the moms in my life that I talk to in person tell me the same things. But I really loved hearing her perspective because she has four kids um, and she is a very involved mom and I said in the episode that I just admire her so much because she is really living this beautiful example of being an entrepreneur, somebody who is fully, you know, self-sufficient and is able to take care of themselves in a great way. And she's showing that example to their kids. And I really love her approach of nutrition and fitness because she really follows more of an intuitive eating style of uh, nutrition, which you guys know that I really believe in. And um, I know that she really takes care of her clients and that she comes from a place of love and general, just pure uh, kindness and genuineness as well. So we talk about motherhood. We talk about fitness, of course, and finding a sustainable way to eat. We talk about healing your relationship with food, which like I always say, that is the most important thing and should be the priority before you begin any sort of like plan or whatever, if that's even the avenue that you're going down, just seeing like kind of what's going on or whatever. I mean, obviously there's a big spectrum. Some people don't struggle and some people do. And we kind of talk about why like a diet is never the answer. And then we really get into like investing yourself, investing in yourself and spirituality and the universe and manifestation. And I love talking about those things. And I'm so happy that Deanna was up for talking about that. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I know you will. And make sure to reach out to Deanna if you would like to work with her. All of her information is in the show notes and, you know, links to her website and her Instagram and She is taking one-on-one clients right now, so if you want to work with her, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to her. And that's it. Let's get right into the episode. So thank you so much for being on the show today with me, Deanna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. And we were just talking before that this is the first time we're actually talking, like, um, I was about to say in person, but (laughs) like in real, you know, like in real life talking versus, um just over DM. Exactly. Just over like DM the way that we do. We are in our mastermind together. And I know that when we meet in person, we're going to get along instantly. But I wanted to have you on the show because you do such a beautiful job of really making um, nutrition and fitness accessible for people, um, especially for moms. And I love the way that you kind of wrap in self-love and self-care and I'm all about that. So I would love if you could tell us what you do now, how you got to where you are, and how all of that kind of goes together. It's a big question. So feel free to take <laughs> your time. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, thank you for that introduction. That means a lot to me. And so I guess starting with what I do now, I am a fitness, health, wellness coach for new moms or also expecting moms. Most of the time, the moms who have just had babies are the ones that I'm coaching the most. Um, and we just work together on just fitting in the self care that we can fit in after having a baby, because it's a really difficult transition. Um, most of my moms are, are first time moms. A few of them have, um, older children and they're just trying to figure out their new situation. 
and um, maybe they've never taken care of themselves and now they're inspired to because of their children or um, maybe they um, just, you know, this is their first baby, their first venture into motherhood and they just don't know how to put it all together. And um, I'm not a new mom anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was when I started, but I'm definitely a veteran mom. I have four kids. Uh, my oldest is actually in college. That's oh, wow. still weird for me to say. And my youngest is four, and then I've got two in between. So I'm I've done this a few times, and I made <laughs> all the mistakes mm. and learned from those mistakes, and just became super super passionate about. Um, sharing that with other people. What started off as just writing for women turned into coaching for women and programs for women who um, are in that first or second year postpartum. And really, I'll talk to anybody. (laughs) I'm I'm really passionate about, um, you know, teaching women a different way of self-care than we have been conditioned to in our society. Absolutely. And I really love how like, you know, I think all of us who are in this industry and really helping others really have done it the wrong way uh, for a long time. You know, the quote unquote wrong way, not that it's bad. It's just that like we it's not the the popular thing to talk about the way that we talk about, which is like balance. And especially for you coming to new moms, um, that's an entire world that is really never talked about. Yeah. And I, I don't like, I I don't like what's out there for new moms. Yes. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's and and I experienced that firsthand and right after I had, or I think I was pregnant with my fourth with Austin, there was a super popular fitness trainer who had come out with her, um, you know, what's your excuse? Um, mm-hmm. she had three children under the age of three and she like looked perfect and she had on, um, you know, just her sports bra and she was ripped and it said, what's your excuse? And that this meme was just went viral and it was just so hateful. And, and I don't think she meant it that way. And I don't think anybody ever really realizes that that is how it comes across. But, um, at that moment I was like, Oh no, I am doing this differently. (laughs) I'm going to do it differently. And I want other people to do it differently because that is just, that's negative. And we have as new moms, we have every excuse and we don't owe anyone else out there an excuse for how our bodies look like that's so personal. So I just got super passionate about it. And just that really lit a fire under me back then. And um, actually that same woman has come around and now realizes that there actually are excuses for not being perfect after having a baby and that we're all struggling and we all have um, ups and downs. So it's kind of funny end of that story. Yeah, I think I was she wearing a red sports bra? Yes. I I remember I totally remember that picture. Um, And I've even, you know, I haven't gone through it myself. I don't have children. um, But some of my friends have had kids and I've seen what they have gone through. And it's really only until like this past year that I've met, um, Beverly, who's in our mastermind group too. She's been on the podcast, um, Mm -hmm. and you, and kind of like seeing like what birth fit is doing and the girls gone strong. I honestly, you know, and I think of myself like the typical lay person, maybe knowing a little bit more, you know, just because I am in this industry, but like, I really don't know 
anything when it comes to like yeah. what you have to do differently. And I'm thinking like, okay, if I have a kid, I'm just going to go right back into it. So what are the yeah. things specifically that like you do not agree with? Um, whether it's like nutrition that's being marketed, the way that you should move, um, what is currently wrong with the way that women are being spoke to with like the specific recommendations? And then what would you recommend otherwise? Oh, man. I'm sure so there's much. a lot. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure there's I... a lot. <laughs> you know, like I mentioned before, I, I hate the no excuses environment and, and that whole, I, it, I actually have Facebook groups that are really big and full of um, new moms. And like, it's one of my top rules is we do not use the phrase no excuses, because mm. it's, um, we have plenty of excuses, and we don't owe anybody an explanation. Um, so I really challenge the mothers that I talk to, um, to just ask themselves on a daily basis, like, what do I need? And to, instead of, um, worrying about what their body looks like, cause they just, they have so much on their plates as a new mom. Like all of a sudden you are responsible for keeping this tiny human that you love alive. And like, yes. that is a lot of pressure. Yes. So, and not to mention your body has been through huge physical changes. Your hormones are crazy. And like, if you start trying to go to a place of I've got to change my body, I've got to control my body after all those changes, you're going to drain all of your energy. And you need that energy to survive. And you can't, you're going to run yourself into the ground. So I really try to encourage them to just um, ask themselves on a daily basis, what do I need? And there's no black or white plan. There's no like, bikini body plan for new moms like that just drives me crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> that's out there that um there's no black or white plan that's going to work for just specifically you at this point you have to just ask yourself what you need on a daily basis sometimes that's going to be exercise and that's going to make you feel great sometimes exercise is going to make you feel like crap if you didn't sleep the night before you know so it's going to make it's going to break your body down and make you feel even worse than you felt before so you just have to kind of get into more of an investigative place mm. and that's true for all women and people in life but I find that a lot of women come into motherhood with um, kind of some baggage from just being a young woman and moving into motherhood. And they have a lot of, um, you know, eating patterns that have come from dieting that are not healthy, that that are just going to break them when they are under pressure with new motherhood. So it, we're working a lot. I'm working a lot with women to um, kind of, have a better relationship with food and um, become more intuitive so that they can free up that energy and um, just kind of to take a look at the war in their own heads um, of fighting the new body that they have. They, they tend to spend a lot of energy, you know, really fighting that um, the, the change and working with them to come to a place of acceptance. And, you know, they can know that, there's nothing wrong with having a goal to change your body, you know, and, and get back to um, feeling more and more like yourself before pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a there's a way to do it that just feels better and feels peaceful and feels um, healthy. Yes, totally. And and here on the show, I always say, um, you know, having gone through that like whole journey 
of, you know, really extreme dieting and having that like food drama and noise, um, that like often we change, we like, you know, go after changing the outside and Mm -hmm. not really taking care of, or even looking at like what's going on in your head or in your mindset. Um, when like, if you focus on your mindset and if you just focus on being healthy, um, you know, the body kind of comes like by default, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. with some strategy. Um, but I think that like by focusing on the internal and how you feel really makes a big difference. And less strategy than you even think. Like there is a little strategy involved, but when you actually relax and just kind of start to be intuitive with yourself, it's everything just kind of does fall into place. And like, I have a body that I'm very happy with at this point. Um, and I have very little, like there's no plan, there's no calorie budget. I, I am just being intuitive and doing what feels good. And, um, you know, I could be leaner and, um, you know, I could do things and manipulate my, my food and my exercise to be a much leaner version of myself, but I wouldn't be happy. And I've been, I've done that and I know I'm not happy doing that. So, you know, we, we're all trying to, I'm trying to get them to understand the concept of a happy weight and, you know, your body just kind of naturally gets to that place when you just practice self-care. Exactly. And I'm in the same boat too, where when I was like a lot more extreme and like doing a ton of cardio, um, I was thinner, but I also like didn't have a period. Um, I, you know, my, I didn't have as much hair, like, and at, at that point I was like, oh, it's okay. It's worth it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how is like, I'm not even functioning as a woman. And then I'm thinking that like, running an hour a day, killing myself, like intermittent fasting, doing all of the things that we're told, you know what I mean, are like the quote unquote, right thing to do. Everything is backfiring on me. Um, but like, it's exactly what you're saying, like, is my sanity and my happiness. And just like, you know, feeling good in my body, is that worth being like, you know, 10 pounds or whatever, lighter. Um, And it's just funny how like, I thought it was worth it back then. You know, I'm like, it's okay that none of this is, um, that I don't have any of these things because like, I look the way that I want to. But after shifting my mindset, um, and really kind of going into exactly what you're talking about, things really shifted to where I think we can all be in a place where we can be like happy on the inside and the outside. Um, Yes. When you say intuitive, that's like a big thing right now. People are talking about intuitive eating and saying that it's, um, you know, the answer to quitting dieting. How do you guide women through that process? Because I see a lot of women out there who are told they can intuitively eat, but then they are like maybe addicted to sugar or processed foods. And they're like, well, I'm just going to intuitively eat. And then they end up eating things that just make them feel like crap. So How do you sort of guide your clients and the people that you work with in order to get them to a more intuitive place? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Very slowly and Mm -hmm. in baby steps, because this was this was me. My husband and I both have a history of um, I have a history of disordered eating very, very close to an eating disorder. And he had a full blown, um, eating disorder. He had a binge eating disorder, which he talks about a lot. Oh, wow. Um, okay. 
Yeah. And so we both um, found the book Intuitive Eating. He found it first. It changed his life. I mean, just 110% changed his life. And um, and then I just kind of followed in his footsteps. Um, so we we heal, we both began to heal our relationship with food just by kind of, um, we were both in a very restrictive mindset at that point where we would be really, really restrictive. And then we would, um, lose all willpower and we would binge. And he, um, so he did much sore, much more than I did. Um, he was very deep into that eating disorder since he was a teenager, um, with a history of bodybuilding. Mm. So we, um, we took baby steps into allowing the foods that we had been restricting from, from ourselves on a, we would restrict, 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 and then we would binge on that food. And so we started to allow the food that we were binging on back into our daily lives. And at first we gained weight. Yeah. (laughs) We, you know, we gave ourselves permission and luckily in the book, intuitive eating, it warns you that, um, this is not a time for weight loss. This is not a time to worry about your weight. Like this is, but this is such a vital step. Um, just allowing that permission to come back in and, and feeling fully, um, able to, take any food that you want and enjoy it whenever you want to. And so we had to fully experience what that felt like to say yes to food, to all the foods that we had been saying no to. And which is scary. um, It's so scary. So terrifying. I, at one point turned to him and was like, F this, like, I can't do this. (laughs) I mean, it's terrifying, but I, I saw what a huge difference it made for him. It just, we were swinging a pendulum back and forth and, um, it made that pendulum kind of slow down and stop in the middle and that permission. And then once we got into that abundance mindset with the food that we had been restricting, um, it was, it just changed something like a switch went off and it was like, I can have this anytime I want. So I'm going to make better choices about it because it doesn't always make me feel great. And that's where the intuition kicks in is you start to kind of see how food affects you and you, you don't have that intensity surrounding food. So it, um, you're better able to make a decision about what you actually need, what you actually want. You always have permission, so you're not um, ever in that scarcity mindset again. And you you just can't make a good decision from scarce, scarcity mindset. So mm-hmm. what that's kind of the process that I work with my clients with is just starting off with, like, we don't put food in categories of good or bad. There's, um, there's food that might – there's nutrient-dense food, and then there's nutrient-sparse food. Um, yes. And it's, a, it's okay to, to do both. And – you know, there's going to be results with each of those things and, you know, depending on the consistency that you are, um, are having with those different foods at that time. But, you know, they're, they're not good or bad food. And so that's kind of our first step. And that's that I've seen that just that concept changed so many lives and so many people's relationship with food, um, putting all food on a on a level playing field. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of people, let's say they've been in a dieting mindset, a scarcity mindset for their whole lives. And that's like probably 80% of women, I would say. Yeah. Or more. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, and it's so interesting that you mentioned your husband having an eating disorder, because I know that that is, I've actually had, um, 
a man on the podcast that has like body dysmorphia and you know i don't i don't think that that is something that is talked about um enough at all um and it's just so interesting that many people have been in that mindset for a long time and they would rather stay in that mindset where they feel you know restricted and strict and like tightly wound all the time um when it would just take when when they would rather do that versus maybe gaining 10 pounds or five pounds or whatever it is um so that's what i encourage people to do if you are embarking on this journey um that you can really uh you know gain so much of your life back um by allowing yourself to really be free and um you know, just be open to these foods. And then a lot of times what happens is like, wait, I'm eating something that I didn't even really like at all. So, (laughs) um, exactly. So that's what, that was crazy. And I actually come from a history of, um, of eating disorders. I had bulimia and I had, um, a little bit of anorexia, uh, I would say. And it really, once I began to heal that, I realized that that had nothing to do with the food. Absolutely. So what it all, I think what it all boils down to is self-worth. Yes. And when you, when you say, you know, you didn't care uh, about um, what it was doing to you or how it was making you feel back when you, you were being so restrictive and doing so much cardio, that's, you know, I think that the underlying um, connection there that we all have is that, especially as I find this a lot this to be true a lot with women, obviously, you know, my husband too, but we are programmed to believe that the way we look is our equal to our self-worth. And so it feels like death if we think that we're not going to be accepted um, by the way we look. And our egos actually believe that that is a a death of sorts to not be perfect and that we're going to be rejected. So really, this was a journey for me about just finding my self worth beyond what I looked like. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's been the most worthwhile journey of my life, obviously, like, I'm, I feel so lucky that I've gotten to this point. Yes. And I fully agree with everything that you just said, and that it is exactly what it was. And I want people to know too, that um, I actually recorded a podcast with Carrie yesterday. And she talks about, I know she's the best. Um, (laughs) She talks about like the different uh, systems of the body, like the physical, the mental, uh, emotional, and spiritual. And like, let's say somebody comes to me and they say, uh, I want to lose 20 pounds. But like, Mm -hmm. I just want to lose 20 pounds. Like, let me just get the weight off and then I'll deal with this stuff, you know? (laughs) And then I'll love myself. Yeah. And then I'll love myself, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But then I'll really get into everything and I'll begin to deal with um, my issues of worth and, you know, maybe childhood trauma or whatever. And they always find that that never works either. That was me. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was something that you went through. And what is so crazy about that about that story is that I was, I was completely always looking like I'll lose this weight and then I'll be happy. I'll lose this weight and then I'll like myself or I'll love myself and then I'll work on that stuff. But when I actually stopped trying to lose the weight and just started to kind of try to figure myself out and try to find myself worth beyond 
what I looked like. That's actually was all facilitated during my pregnancy with my fourth son. Mm. Um, and I started to gain weight and I was freaking out and I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure this out right now before he's born. And, um, it was that work that actually ended up, um, with me ending up at my healthiest weight and keeping it on forever and not, you know, forever, five years now, but still, (laughs) but that's still Um, a long time. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't ever see it changing because, um, you know, the, my healthy habits are ingrained because I love myself now. Um, and they, it's not going away. It's because it's a, it's stemming from a place of self love instead of a place of self loathing. Exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. And I speak to many women too, who, when they see me, they might meet me like this and women meet you like the way you are now. And they're like, but what was it? What was that one thing that you did that, you know, allowed you to get to that place that you are, you know, able to operate from a place of, you know, self-love versus self-hate. And I'm like, you have no idea the work (laughs) that has gone into this um, and the many, many years that uh, we spend. So I encourage people, and I'm sure you do too, to really take the time to mm-hmm. be patient with themselves and to um, really dive deep to see what's going on because I always tell people like you can always go back to dieting like dieting mm-hmm. will always be there um, yeah. so you can embark on another journey which is uncertain and scary but in the end if you put in the work you'll be in a much better place um, overall yes absolutely and you know, with my clients, I, I, um, I always tell them, you know, for me, it was a decision. I, I just, I made that decision, like I said, when I was pregnant and, and then, um, it was just a series of like, nope, I'm not going down that road again. And, and I've seen this happen with them. I, I remember one client in particular who, um, we, we talked and talked and talked about it. She just didn't see how she could, um, love herself the way she was and, and, um, continue forward. And she like, had that moment where she made the decision, like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to tell myself a different story. And that, that started, that was the, the start of the domino effect of her, um, starting to like herself and starting to experience that peace that I live with now. So she, it was exciting. It's always exciting to see it happen with someone else. And it's possible for everyone. It it really is. And I think everybody's relationship with food is so personal too. So that's why I find that like, um, you know, strict meal plans, and I'm sure you agree, or food lists or things like that, like unless you have, um, you know, an intolerance or an allergy Mm -hmm. to a food, um, you can really eat within a large window um, of foods. And, um, most of the time I end up choosing probably like 95% of the time, I just end up choosing foods that are naturally healthy because I'm like, this is what's going to make me feel awesome. You know, because it feels good because it feels awesome. And I'm like, sometimes I just don't feel like being bloated right now. You know, (laughs) sometimes (laughs) it's worth it. (laughs) Sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's worth it. But other times I'm just like, it's just not even worth it. Most of the time. Yeah. You don't know. You don't want to live that way 90% of the time, but yeah, exactly. every so often it's fine. Yes, totally. But it's like, I go into it being like, um, you know, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to feel bloated and it's fine. You know, it's worth it yes. for, and I find too, and I'm sure it's so interesting to me that you and your husband have gone on this journey together. 
Um, and you guys are business partners too. And I know that you post about your, like every Thursday you go out to eat together. Um, so that's just such a beautiful journey to go on together with food and then to see the growth that you both have had in that area. And then that you both are coaches now. Yeah, it was intense too. (laughs) Yeah. So what was was that like going through all of that and then really turning what you guys have both gone through into this business that you both have? Yeah, well, so he started his business before, before I did. And I was just kind of um, along for the ride. And he actually started his business when he was still struggling with his eating disorder. And um, it was through the process of teaching other people that he started to kind of get a little perspective on what was going on with him and realize that there was a problem. And um, I think he always knew deep down that there was a problem. He, he just, um, he would have, and I feel bad telling a story for him, but he, he tells this story um, on his own website, but he would go through these periods where he would binge to the point of he would gain 30 pounds in like a month. Um, And he was just always struggling and it was heartbreaking as his wife and I couldn't do anything about it. Um, And I was, you know, feeding off of his energy too. And it wasn't very healthy for me. So um, when he got help and when he began to kind of put the pieces together of his life. And I started to have some epiphanies about some problems that, um, with the way that I was treating myself, um, it was, it was nice at that point to have each other as support and to be able to, um, talk about the struggles and talk about the solutions and to see what was working for him. And maybe that would work for me and vice versa. And um, we have an interesting relationship where we, we definitely feed off of each other a lot. And most of the time, that's really, really good. But in the um, when we were both when we're both sick, we kind of can both really feed into each other's illness, too. And that was that situation. But luckily, we were able to turn it around and use it for um, for good. And now we just started a podcast together where we're going to be talking about we just recorded our first episode two nights ago and talked about Amazing. struggles together and how um, we managed to overcome those. I mean, just it's, it's hard for me to look back now and think about what we were like back then versus how we both are now, because yeah. I think that having that experience really helps us to be able to help other people because we get it. We both really, really get it and really understand what you're feeling right now. And I can see very clearly the path towards being healthy, um, where back then neither of us could see it. Well, and I'm sure so many people, um, relate to that story too. And, you know, really appreciate you guys as coaches so much more because of that. I hope so. And we, you know, I, it's what I have learned about being in the fitness industry for the past, I guess, eight years now is that, there is a lot of disordered eating habits and and exercise habits out there. And, and not even just that it's out there, but that it's really normalized. Yes. Uh, Like, you know, if you're, if you're not talking about intuitive eating, you're probably talking about like the keto diet. Yes. (laughs) like there's just so much, there's so many restrictive diets out there. I I can think of five people I know right now who are on a super restrictive diet and don't listen to me at all, yes, but, yes. Um, but it's very normalized in our society. And there are so many people out there who need 
you know, to hear that there is a better way and there's a, um, a healthier mental and mentally and physically, there's a better way. Yeah. Because that mental part isn't really talked about as much. Um, I mean, I'm not like super familiar, a little bit familiar with like the bodybuilding community. Um, just from hearing so many stories, uh, of people like, especially like in our group and maybe other people on Instagram that I see that they are maybe healing from that, um, from being in a competition or something. Um, and to somebody who wants to lose weight, like we kind of touched on before, it is much more, um, you know, like shiny and instantly gratifying if somebody tells you like, hey, do keto and lose like, you know, 20 pounds in a month versus yeah. like potentially taking six months to heal your yeah. relationship with food and then lose right. weight, even though like for the long term, that is the better um, solution. But there is definitely so much you know, so many behind the scenes, like disordered eating happening. Um, and you know, it's very sad, but I understand, um, you know, from like a monetary perspective, like why people still kind of have to do that. You know what I mean? It kind of sucks. So it totally sucks. You know, it does. I have to talk about weight loss if I want to, to talk to anybody because that's what they come to me for. (laughs) So, and, and I, I hate that. I know. But it it also allows me the opportunity to get them to think about things in a whole other way. If I had my way, I would never talk about losing weight again. We would just talk about healthy habits. And, I, you know, I'm always trying to tweak my coaching and tweak my programs to a place where, um, you know, it's more in my line with my beliefs. But, um, you know, I... I would be talking to a brick wall if I was yes. you know, absolutely serious or if I was 100% honest about how I um, perceive, I, I just don't want to talk about weight loss. I just don't believe in focusing on that anymore. Um, I just believe in, in focusing on being healthy and that, you know, weight loss is a side effect of that. And, you know, weight gain and weight loss are just symptoms of something that's so important and that is the way you're treating your body. And so that's what I would love to talk about. But, um, you know, people, society right now is just not ready to hear it. Yes. And it's so unfortunate, especially like now, like my fiance, now we've been together now for four years and, you know, he's somebody who doesn't really, um, have any, uh, like food to him. Food is neutral. Like he loves food, (laughs) but, um, he stays thin and he, um, you know, just kind of eats whatever he wants. He doesn't eat when he's not hungry, no emotional ties at all. So like now that he's been with me and he's kind of learned about like this whole other world of like, you know, cause I've shared with him kind of everything that I've been through with my potential, with my, you know, past eating disorders and, and everything. Now he kind of has like a different eye for weight loss marketing and he'll send me pictures and screenshots he's like look at this this is happening and I'm like I know we got we have to stop it um we have to stop it it, yes and so when somebody comes to you and they want weight loss how do you kind of redirect them um to kind of focus on the other stuff well I mean I do believe that if you are um you know if I do believe that that weight loss is almost always a side effect of um, treating yourself well. If you're, you know, 
if you actually have some extra weight on your body, then if you treat yourself well, then generally weight loss is going to be a side effect. So we just get right to the healthy habits. And I really, really encourage my clients and the women who I write for and the women who are in my groups um, to take their focus off the scale and just not think about it. It's not it's not um, productive to be results oriented anyways and to be focused on results um, because it messes you up and um, it gets you to it gets you to not focus on the things that actually need to be done in order to get that result. So um, we just immediately shift our focus off the scale, off of results and start looking at the process and um, hitting those healthy habits on a daily basis. And, you know, generally that that's a side effect anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but in the process we have, I, all of my clients do mindset homework and that's really the, the, um, the heart of my program is while they're, you know, they come to me and while they're learning, um, healthy habits, I also kind of sneak in that, um, Hey, here's what disordered eating habits can look like. And here's the difference between self-control and self-care. And, um, and every week I chat with them, just like I'm chatting with you now about um, the struggles that they're going through. And I talk to them about about these things. And so they kind of, it kind of gets snuck in on them. Mm-hmm. But um, the ones who are really open to um, new ideas and new ways of doing things, um, you know, it's, it's life changing for them. And they leave um, after working with me feeling like this wasn't just you know, about weight loss, this was about like healing my relationship with food and my body and just starting to feel worthy. And that's, you know, that's like the best thing that a client can say to me when they're done is like, I came to you for weight loss, and I'm leaving feeling great about myself. And if I never lose weight again, like, I'll be okay. Yes, you're really changing their lives. um, in In a much deeper way than than I think they were expecting to because like, I'm a big believer that like uh, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So, yeah. you know, once you kind of like take this approach, it really spills over um, like into every area of your life. And that's something that I've experienced for myself and like with my clients. Um, and it's just like a really beautiful opportunity for me, especially like with me and my clients. Um I hated my relationship with food and I hated the way that I felt about it. And I was just like so tired of the struggle. But once, um, and I was just like, oh, I just have to like get rid of this and I have to like fight my way through it. And it's just the bane of my existence and so, and it's so annoying. And once I like shifted my mindset into thinking that this could actually be an opportunity to really look at all of these deeper things. Uh, Mm -hmm. it totally changed my life. And it was actually, I don't know if you've heard of Janine Roth. Uh, Yes. Women, Food, and God. Oh, Women, Food. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, Love her. Amazing. She, reading her book, Women, Food, and God, was the catalyst for me, um, you know, changing my relationship with food and kind of realizing um, it was actually right after, like I had told you about um, me losing that weight and running all the time. I was like, this isn't working. I have to like view something differently. And I got her book and within the first few pages, I realized like I honestly did not know that my struggles had nothing to do with food. And I think that night I went and got like some pizza and Ben and Jerry's Mm -hmm. and I just ate till I was like full. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel any need to overeat. And that was yeah. like a revelation for me. And Amazing. it was crazy. I was like, how can I eat the thing that I've been avoiding my whole life and like that I've been loving and then hating later uh, and then hating myself because of it. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's like that whole cycle. And then, um, you know, really just like feeling calm and grounded. And then, and then in the future, like realizing like, okay, in order for me to eat that, it's going to have to be like something really special and it's going to have to be worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. And most of the time I choose other things, but yeah, I'm just like you. I'm so passionate about, about these things. Um, I know that now you are focused on self-care and I know that that's in your business too. Right now you have, um, this episode's not coming out till July 10th, but you have a self-care challenge happening. So Mm -hmm. What are some of the tools and strategies that you tell women um, or teach women about their own self-care and how they can implement that into their lives? Yeah, so we as women um, tend to, I, I don't, I think that most women are like this, but, and I talk to a lot of women who are, but we tend to think that we need to put everyone before us and, and um, no time more so than as a mother, like you've got this child and um, when you think about motherhood, you think about someone who makes all these self-sacrifices mm-hmm. and puts their kids first. And, um, you know, it's it's ad, it's admirable to to think that way, I think, um, in our society. So we the, the first problem that most of them, most women have when they're coming to me is like, I have no idea when to fit this in. I've got like all these kids and I've got work and I've got a spouse to keep happy and my house has got to stay clean. And, um, I, I don't have time for myself. Um, and you know, the very first thing is just starting to think of little ways that we can get on the priority list along with our families and and our careers and everything else that we have going on. Um, because we, we think that it's okay to say no to us because it's easy to let ourselves down. Um, it's much harder to look in your child's eyes and say, I'm going for a run. Yeah. daddy can deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's, it's much easier to say no to us because we don't, we just let ourselves down and like, we're okay with that because it's us. So, um, we, so we will neglect our own self care for everyone else. And we think that that's what we're supposed to do. And we just, it's uncomfortable to do, to do it the other way. Um, but what, what I was, um, you know, what I say in my self care challenge is that I did it that way three times. My first three kids, um, it was all about them. I was, um, being mom all day and then working until two or three o'clock in the morning and getting mm. a few hours of sleep and then starting all over. Oh, wow. And, um, Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> I look back now and just like, wow, I just, I don't know how I survived. Um, and a lot of moms do I, that. Oh yeah. You oh, know, they, I, like especially, sorry to interrupt you Yeah, to have like, you know, <laughs> women that have multiple children, you know, work all day with the kids and then they stay up until two or three and then wake up at six. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, that was definitely what I did for all Mm -hmm. those years. And I thought that that I just didn't know. I just, and, and just like with, you know, the, the relationship with food and the relationship with myself, like, I just didn't know, I just didn't know another way. And so that's why I talk about it until I'm blue in the face, because there, I just want people to know that there is another way. And so with my, with my son, my fourth, 
you know, I finally got to do it the right way. He came along and I had all these other kids and I had um, my, I was actually, I had another business and was working on building this business at the same time. So I had two businesses going on. So I definitely could have had the, the, I hate the word excuse. So I almost Mm -hmm. said it, but (laughs) I definitely could have, um, I could have fallen back into that old habit of, um, putting everybody else first and putting myself last, but I had learned to take care of myself up until that point, and I was kind of addicted to it. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to try it this way, and I'm going to try um, just making sure I get something every day that's for me, some sort of exercise, some kind of nutrition, some kind of self fulfillment, and that th- those were my three goals. And um, we, I would scale it back when things were really crazy, and then when things got easier, I could level up. And Mm -hmm. so that's just kind of how I've lived since he was born. But I never fall off the priority list. I'm always on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It may just be a five minute walk around the block or it might be I just finished um, some I just finished a half marathon. So, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what's going on in my life, I'm able to um, I'm always able to either scale it back or, or level up. Yes. And that's how I that's how I um, always fit it in. It's just always on. I'm always on the priority list along with the rest of my family. And what I thought was that be, putting me on the priority list would knock everybody else off. That's, you know, what I thought. Yes. Was but what ended up happening um, is that I produced so much more energy for myself and I was happier. I was less resentful. I was at peace and um, I just was able to be a much more present mom to my kids and my kids now Um, my older ones are old enough to kind of see the difference between how I was then versus how I am now. And they remark on it all the time. Like you're just so much happier. You're healthy. My 15 year old daughter just texted me last week out of the blue and said, um, I want to be just like you when I'm 41, especially my life and happy and starting business. Like it was, Oh wow. (laughs) Emotional moment. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So they recognize that I'm, um, I'm a whole person. And so I am um, easier for them to be around. And I they don't have to worry about mom, Mm. like I'm taken care of. That's amazing. And I think it's like, um, the fact it doesn't I think for women to know uh, that it doesn't have to be this like, big, huge thing. Like you don't have to get like, you don't have to go to the spa once a week. You don't have to even like get your nails done. It doesn't have to be like these fans. I'm like, that's like one hour a month, if even, (laughs) and that's like not enough self-care. You have to, you know, with the way that you talk to yourself or getting even a walk or whatever it is, I think it's like the act of showing up for yourself, no matter what it is versus it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Exactly. It's like today I'm going to choose to show up for myself, even if that just means like one minute of deep breathing yes, or whatever. Absolutely. Um, so I really love all of that. And it's personal to me as well, because I've gone through, you know, even though I don't have kids, um, I'm really curious about that whole journey. And it actually scares me so much because I'm like, <laughs> God, I'm already so busy. And like, I already feel like I don't have my shit together. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. like putting a kid into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably want to have kids in the future, but, um, I have, it's great that you're doing it now then because yes. I would, I would have done it all before my kids. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, and I have my own story with my own mom, um, who was actually my second episode of the podcast. Um, she, was a working mom. I have one sister, so it was just the two of us, but she was a working mom, had like a really 
demanding uh, executive job. So, and her and I butted heads uh, my whole life, pretty much. Um, we just would constantly get into fights and never get along and always argue and just really like there was a ton of friction probably until I was like, um, 26 or 25 and I'm 32 now. Um, so really just like did not get along at all. And now we are best friends. Um, and we really love each other so much and we've been able to work through everything that we've gone through. But when she was on the podcast, she told me that up until, um, you know, the entire time that my sister and I were growing up, she never took one moment for herself. Oh, that's that entire so time. Yes. It's devastating, actually. Yes. So she said, like, literally the entire time, because, you know, she worked full time. She took care of the home. Um, my dad traveled a lot. Um, he was in a job where he ran, uh, you know, a certain aspect of the business that was in Latin America. So, like, he would have to go to Latin America a lot. And she said, you know, I didn't have time to be patient because I didn't have time for anything at all. And she said like literally not one moment, not one second to even think about um, taking care of myself because it was like, you guys have to go to the orthodontist or I have to make your dinner or whatever it is. She had help from, you know, my grandparents, but for her to tell me that on the podcast, um, and it really wasn't until probably like three years ago that she really started putting her focus on her own self-care and like going to yoga and reading Brene Brown's work and letting go of perfectionism, um, that she realized how important it was. And actually the advice I asked her on the podcast, like what's the big greatest piece of advice that you would give to other moms. And she's like, just make time for yourself and give yourself some self care, even if it's for one moment. And even if it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I just think it's so amazing what you're doing. Um, because, like you said, it's something that many moms go to. And even like me yesterday, I did not sleep all yesterday. I probably Mm -hmm. got like three hours of sleep. Um, I just woke up like way too early and I couldn't go back to bed. And I feel like crap today. Yeah. So it's like, I can't imagine being sleep deprived and going through that um, every single day. But I know many moms do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's sometimes we don't have much choice in the matter, but we do have a choice, uh, you know, as far as being sleep deprived as to how the rest of the, you know, how we're going to treat ourselves, if we're going to give ourselves that grace, um, you know, I didn't sleep last night, or if we're going to have that no excuses mentality and say, well, I've got to lose this weight, so I'm going to push through anyways. And so it is, it's just a mindset that you develop um, self-care over self-control And, um, if you can, if you can get into that mindset before you ever even have children, like this, your, your experience as a mother is going to be so much more, um, just peaceful and probably much more enjoyable. I mean, motherhood is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, it's amazing, but it's also one of the most difficult things, um, to figure out. And if you can figure that out ahead of time, like you're, you're going to be set. Yeah. Um, that's what, because every time I meet a mom, like a friend who's a mom, I'm like, tell me like what what it's like. And yeah. it, also giving birth really scares me too. Um, <laughs> and in our in our mastermind group, actually, do you know uh, Jessica Orr? Yes. So we when we were in Cabo, um, she was just telling me about her birth stories and 
um i was like you know this just yeah (laughs) um (laughs) she was telling me about her birth stories and like they were kind of like a shit show and i was like you know just like this just like scares the shit out of me like i don't think i can do it and and she's like you know what like we were made for this and you are just so capable and you're Mm -hmm. so strong and anyone like this is what you're made for to go this is, do this. This is this is one of the things that I love about like fitness um, too is that um, fitness being fitness is an empowerment thing to me because it shows you what you're capable of doing, and which I think is so great for moms because we know like what we're capable of. Once you give birth, like you can do anything. Yeah. (laughs) And and, like you do it and you're like, I can't believe I did that. No matter how it happens, like you end up with another human being, (laughs) you you gave (laughs) life to this person. And, um, so it's, it is, it's such an empowering thing to happen. And, um, you know, it was like, my first baby was really difficult. Like that birth was really difficult, but I did it three more times. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you'll, um, you'll be amazed at what you're actually capable of. It seems scary on the outside looking in, but when yes. you're in it, it's just, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so comforting to hear. And, yeah. um, I love like the fact that you, you know, I really admire moms who maybe have, you know, even just one kid and you have four kids and you have the successful yeah. business and stuff. So I'm curious about what you think of like this notion of balance um, mm. and doing it all. Cause that's another common oh. message. Yeah. I like, um, I heard Oprah several years ago, I was very young mom and she said, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. And I loved that. And I have just definitely thrived on that advice. And, um, what I have found, and I still very much struggle with this. And, um, if my husband heard me saying this right now, he would laugh, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it's also a mindset to, um, always try to just be, in the moment, what you're doing right now, as a young mom, I used to be with my kids, but thinking about all the work I had to do later or what needed to be done. And so I was always like, not in my body and not in the moment where I was with my kids and, um, and vice versa. When I would sit down to work, I would feel guilty about all the time I didn't spend with my kids during the day. It was just, it's a mindset, just like all of this is. Mm -hmm. So just the, I think that having a balanced mindset means um, no matter what is on your plate, just try to always be exactly where you are and doing what you are doing at that moment. Yes. Um, and like I gave a Facebook live this morning and my son decided to walk in the room and sit in my lap during it. And that's just kind of, it all bleeds together sometimes. Yes. Um, I love seeing him in your workouts too, when he's looking in the window. <laughs> Soccer. So cute. <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, so it all it all bleeds together sometimes, especially if you're a work at home mom, which is basically what I do. Mm-hmm. So um it's but just my best advice would just be that my it everything is com- always comes back to mindset and just being um present when yes. you can be. Such good advice. And that's I really think it everything comes down to that you know, just being where you are, be where you are, do what you're doing easier said than done. But again, just implementing that mindset is crucial. Um, yeah, let me just add that my son, um, he, 
just this morning was like, mama, phone in pocket, phone in pocket. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so, he so I'm not perfect at it. Yeah. At wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how they can pick up on that, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, sure. so something that we kind of talked about before we started recording was the concept of investing in yourself. And mm-hmm. we both are first year, uh, people in the mastermind. Um, so I'm just curious, like I was petrified to join the group. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so out of my comfort zone. Um, okay. So I'm just curious of like how that's been for you. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, for people listening, doesn't necessarily have to be a mastermind, but we're just talking about like hiring somebody to help you get better at something that you want to be better at. So how has that, uh, you know, experience been for you? Best decision of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't even, I was like, why didn't I, like as soon as it happened, I, um, I was extremely nervous like you. I was really intimidated by all the other women in the group. Me too. Um, I was intimidated by my coach. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, it just, I, but I knew I was, I listened to the signs of the universe and every sign was pointing at me to hire a coach. And I knew exactly who that would, would be as soon as that thought ever even came into my mind. And um, it just, it just all fell into place at the perfect time. And it was the, just instantly my life changed for the better. And I have this um, clear path that I would not have had if I didn't have someone with experience um, guiding me. And she's, I'm leveraging her experience. She works with, you know, um, another one of my idols, Lewis House. Yes. (laughs) And um, so I'm like getting the trickle down from, from him and just leveraging someone else's, um, knowledge and experience and help that it's just making things happen for me so fast. And not to mention that I am the most inspired right now than I have ever been in my life to the point of it almost hurts. I'm so inspired because I'm just wanting to create like crazy. Um, and just being around people who, um, who are healthy. I, I went to the mastermind weekend with a different group of, um, of Jill's ambassadors and um, mm-hmm. before you guys had your mastermind in Mexico and just being around other women who were entrepreneurs and some of them had kids too. And, um, all these ideas and this abundance mindset and just being, um, immersed in that for a weekend was, I mean, beyond life changing. I can't even put the importance on that into words. It was, it was transformative and, um, it just, it's, it's the best decision that I ever made by far. I know. And I feel exactly the same way. And I love hearing about your experience. Um, because I also, am. you know, I think we had kind of talked about before, maybe in like our DMS about how we believe in like the universe and signs and stuff. And, for so long, I mean, I'd always had a successful in-person uh, private chef business, mm-hmm. uh, but I've kind of um, wanting to shift out of that into more like, mm-hmm. an, you know, the online thing, kind of what we're doing now. Um, and I just felt so stuck for such a long time. I'm yeah. like, I don't want, you know, to do in-person stuff forever. And even though yeah. it felt so scary, like I was almost like nauseous before my first call with our coach. Because um, yes. even though she's totally not intimidating at all, once you no. meet her, uh, she's yeah. like, you know, the most down to earth, uh, sweet person. Um, but, you know, I was petrified. But I think like, uh, 
once we kind of show our brains and even Jill said this too, actually, when she was on the podcast, like once we actually show our brains that like we are worth investing in and Mm -hmm. we are worth taking these actions that are scary and like Mm -hmm. showing up every day and putting our faces all over our Instagram feeds and, you know, just sharing personal things, um, you really grow. And I think the fact that we're able to be around each other is equally mm-hmm. as important as the strategy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I that weekend that I spent in Venice Beach with Jill and with her ambassadors, um, I I actually invested in an extra day for myself to stay and just kind of decompress and just um walk around the beach. And before I went home to my family and just wanted to take that that day for myself. And I walked around um the, the Venice boardwalk and I went and watched the surfers and I just felt like I was standing 10 feet taller than I ever had in my life. And I just felt so confident. And, um, I wasn't like in the past, like thinking about taking any kind of trip by myself would have, um, I would have laughed at it. Honestly, I never would have imagined, but I was just, I just felt so happy and inspired and just immersing yourself in that is, um, it changes how you see yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, we all have this higher version of ourselves and I just felt like that taking that investment, um, was like the fast track for me to get to be able to experience what my higher self had waiting for me. Totally. I'm getting chills as you talked about that because, (laughs) you know, it really, Sometimes we just need to be shown that it's possible for us. I feel like many of us just in life, we get um, maybe stuck or we don't believe that we deserve certain things or we think like, oh, that's for that person. Um, but like that'll never be for me. And I've been in that place so many, I've spent so many years in that place. Um, but actually showing yourself that you can do these things, it's exactly what you said. You just stand taller, more confident. You feel like you're on top of the world. I mean, there's still moments of difficulty. It's definitely not perfect. Um, But it just is such a game changer and a life changer. And now I can't imagine going back to not doing it. You know? Oh, me either. I was telling my husband, like, I'm, I feel like I'm in this for the long haul. Oh, me too. (laughs) With the mastermind. Like, get ready, get your, your pocketbook ready. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm in for the long run. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I was talking, Derek is the name of my fiance and, um, around November last year is when I had thought about joining the mastermind and he's like, okay, it's going to be great. You're going to do it for a year. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it for a year so I can get all the information. And I told him too, I'm like, I'm never going to stop doing this. Like <laughs> I know. doing it next year and the year after, like, I can't, I just can't imagine, um, you know, losing that inspiration and that camaraderie, because this is definitely an unconventional path that we're taking. Um, people are like what you work on the internet. Like, what does that, (laughs) what does that even mean? Um, um, but it just, to me, this life is all about like freedom and autonomy and Mm -hmm. confidence and really being the own master of your life. Mm -hmm. And I love that you and your husband are showing that example to your children. That's amazing. And it's cool to have a, a grown child now. Um, he's 19 and just recently he's kind of starting to kind of step back from his childhood and see um, things in like a new perspective. And he just said to me on Mother's Day, actually, that um, he is just was thinking about what I do and what we do and how um, 
how how much he admires that. Oh my God. And that must have made you feel amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, forget about it. Yeah. Those are the moments that we dream of as moms. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, I was in the corporate world for a while and I was just like, the second I got into it, I was like, this cannot be my life. Like I just can't feel constricted and, there's so for people out there who are listening who feel like they have something inside of them that is valuable and um, you know something to share with the world. You need to know that it's totally possible to make that into reality. And whatever you can imagine for yourself, like there's probably so much more possible for you. There's a way. There is Definitely. a way. Yeah. Exactly. And and there's no one. This is what I am learning um, in our mastermind because you know. There's, there's women in our group. Um, we're all basically doing the same thing. And what I'm learning in the mastermind is that there, there is no one else out there who can tell what you have to tell exactly the way that you tell it. And somebody needs you, somebody out there needs exactly your message and exactly the way that you deliver it. Yes, exactly. And there's never a sense of like competition or, yeah. or, you know, like, um, you know, there's just an abundance mindset, you know, mm-hmm, and that's, again, that's a mindset, like with the food, with success, yeah. with, you know, cause now, you know, I just want, I'm so passionate about even helping other people. Like when somebody tells me when they want to leave their job, I'm like, yes, like, <laughs> let's do it. Like, um, Jill told someone at our mastermind not to go back to college. Oh. <laughs> She's like, don't go to college. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, So that's like what this is really all of this stuff, even with the food and the nutrition and the self-care and the exercise. um, It's just really about um, a mindset to live the fullest life that you can and to make it enjoyable because it should be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all, it's all the same concepts. Um, It's all these like universal truths that you can learn. If you can learn something in fitness you can apply that universal truth into the way you eat, the way you live your life, your career, your family. And it's there's all these underlying universal truths that kind of um, guide you through every aspect of life. Absolutely. I love that. Um, <laughs> and I can't believe it's already been an hour. Uh, it's I know. flown by. Um, I always ask the guests as we're ending um, just a few quick fire questions. Okay. The first one is, I'm a voracious reader. I love to read. Um, that's like my self-care is like reading a book on the couch. Like that to me, like there's nothing more delicious than that. Yes. Um, than just like uninterrupted, either watching My Housewives, which I know you do, <laughs> you love too. Um, I'm obsessed with yes. them. Um, yes. Watching My Housewives or reading are like my two favorite things. So I'm curious if you have any books that you're reading right now or if you have books that you've read in the past that have made a huge impact on you. Oh, just one. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Whatever. Yeah. How, however many you want to mention. Oh, I like, oh my God, I have so many books. I, I love self-help books and um, Power of Now yes, changed amazing. my life mm-hmm. forever. I mean, I have, I struggled with depression and anxiety my entire life, read that book and I read it in the midst of a of a very severe episode of depression and have not experienced, um, extended depression since then, um, changed my life forever. Just the, the concept of, I am not my thoughts, um, just life changing. So I, that's the first thing I tell all my clients to read because it helps so much with negative self-talk. 
um, and body image. Um, now, let's see, I just finished, re- actually, the reason that I ended up hiring Jill as a coach um, and joining our mastermind was I read You Are a Badass at oh, Making yes. Money. Yes. Um, I, did, I haven't read her original, but I did read um, You're a Badass at Making Money, which um, was so inspiring and just definitely that whole abundance um, mentality and um, manifestation and taking action and all those things. So that's that's how I ended up here with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a great one. I love her, uh, Jen Sincero. Mm. She, uh, that book is incredible. And that's actually probably why I, I hired Jill too. Because oh, in the funny. book, in the book, she's like, you just need to hire a coach to get, yeah. you know, make that investment to really get to that next level. Yep. Um, that was my sign from the universe. Yes. So I, yeah, at the end of last year, I was reading that book. So that's funny that we were kind of going through it at the same time. And the power mm-hmm. of now had a huge impact on me too. And I actually am also a sufferer of anxiety and depression. Um, not so much in the past few years, but that whole concept really helped me too kind of, you know, realizing that like, maybe these thoughts won't ever go away, but there's a way that, you know, you can approach them. um, Mm -hmm. That's more productive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The next question I ask is a little bit of a morbid question, but if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Oh, sushi, for sure. Okay. And that's going to be the name of your podcast too. Yeah, we're fitness and sushi. We're both, (laughs) we are sushi fanatics. Oh, I love it. One of my favorite yeah. foods too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last question I ask is, you know, this show is all about, um, you know, living your best life and living a life that is true to you and really, um, you know, taking the lessons that you learned throughout life and implementing them. So what would you say is the greatest piece of advice that you've ever been given that's had the biggest impact on you? Oh, greatest advice I've ever been given. Um, just the concept of living in the present moment, Mm. um, that really awoke me, I think to my spiritual journey that I'm still on. And I know that I'll continue to be on for the rest of my life. But, um, you know, to the point that I actually, um, wanted to have it tattooed on my arm just to be here now. Mm. And, um, you know, there, there is no past. It's already happened. The future hasn't happened yet. So just stay right here and you can deal with almost anything. And I have been through some crazy traumas in my life. Um, some extremely difficult situations. Um, but when I'm able to bring myself back to that present moment, um, you know, everything is always approachable and everything is always doable in the moment. I love that. Yeah, because, you know, most of the things that we think of are either in the future or the past. Um, mm-hmm. We're not actually here. Um, yeah. So that is amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did and for being so vulnerable and telling your story. Uh, I know that the listeners are really going to get a lot out of it. Let us know where you can or where they can find you online and, um, you know, kind of if you have anything going on right now. Okay, sure. And thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun talking to you. I know, I know. <laughs> we shouldn't wait to have a podcast before we do it again. But, I know, right? I yeah. Um, so you can find my website is actually fit to be pregnant.com. And I actually started that website back when I was pregnant. So um, thus the name. So 
fittopregnant.com. And then on social media, it's at Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, Schober, S-C-H-O-B-E-R. And I'm on Instagram most of the time. Perfect. So definitely we'll put everything in the show notes and you guys will be able to reach out Deanna, to Deanna. Um, and thanks so much for coming on the show again. And I know we're going to do it again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was fun. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.